Good afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. A little chilly out there today. Wind's blowing hard, and I think it's going to get really, really cold. Um, probably by the time we meet this evening, it's going to start getting a little chilly out there, but I don't think there's supposed to be any weather coming in, so we'd love to have you join us um, this evening. What we took a look at last Wednesday night was 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 25 through 40, basically kind of the second half of that chapter. And um, pretty good chunk of scripture here, so I want to give you a little bit of time to press pause and read that, and then we're just going to, it won't take very long today, we just got a couple things that we're going to discuss. One thing that, depending upon which version of the Bible you have, might be a little confusing for you, Um, and also just the mindset of Paul um, as he gives this advice. If you don't understand his mindset, it would seem like that he's 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 kind of down on marriage, and he was not um, in any way whatsoever down on marriage. So we'll talk about that just a little bit. Again, give you an opportunity to read this passage, 1 Corinthians 7, 25 through 40. Okay, we're back. Hopefully you've had the time to read that passage. Now let's take a look at it. Um, Probably an overview of this entire passage, something for us to understand um, as Paul continues to give advice uh, on marriage. Um, It would be very easy if you didn't know a couple of things to think that Paul just didn't like marriage very much. Um, I I don't believe that was the case. Um, I think more so he had two two things in the back of his mind that, that led him to give the advice that he gave. And the first one is this. He had a pastoral concern for the, uh, the members of the church, meaning, meaning this. They were Paul's spiritual children. Um, he, he founded this church. He worked uh, a, very, a long time in Corinth with this church. They were still on his mind and in his heart, um, obviously, and people still looked to him as well for um, spiritual direction. Now, he did have opposition there within the church, as we see from this letter, but there are also those who very much valued um, what he had to say about the Lord um, and about the church. So, pastoral concern is, is basically this. A, a pastor is an elder within a church. It's a, it's a, um, a shepherd of the church. And Paul very much saw uh, the, the church in Corinth as, as his flock, and he wanted, he wanted life to be free of concern for them so that they could focus their attention 100% upon the kingdom of God. Now, that is, that is one part of, of what influenced him. Secondly, you also have to understand Paul wrote this very early um, in his ministry, meaning um, Paul wrote a, a, several letters that we have contained in our New Testament. This is one of the early letters. This is before he went to prison. Um, and th- there was something about Paul that if you look closely at his writing that you begin to understand. In his earlier writing, it seems pretty clear that Paul expected the return of Christ to happen in his lifetime. And then by the later writings of Paul, you begin to see that he was beginning to come to um, an understanding that that just might not be the case. 
Uh, of course, we're looking back with hindsight 2020, and we know that wasn't the case. But with this being a part of his mindset and a part of his pastoral concern, this is what he's telling these people. Um, Jesus could come back three weeks from now. He could come back two years from now. Let's focus on what is most important, and what is most important is his kingdom. Is marriage bad? No, it's not bad in any way whatsoever, but... For those who are married, there will be trouble. Um, that's a pretty famous passage out of out of verse 28 in, in this. And he's not saying marriage is bad. What he's saying is it has the tendency to reroute our focus. And we're not just focused on Christ, but we're also focused on our spouse. And then if our family grows, on our children. So, Paul was not in any way against marriage. Some of Paul's greatest partners in ministry in Corinth were married, um, Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, They were there seemingly just about from the beginning of Paul's ministry in Corinth, and uh, man, he really valued those two. Um, They were a big help in ministry. Um, So, that, that is something to be aware of. Otherwise, we could come away from this passage thinking, well, Paul just doesn't like marriage at all. That is not the case. Now, the other thing is, is something that needs to be pointed out in verse, uh, verse 34. Uh, it says this, The woman who is unmarried and the virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit, but the one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Now, here's the question here. There's, there is a, um, a title given to a group of women uh, within this passage is used a lot, and the title is this virgin. Um, the, the virgin was an unmarried woman, but she was different. See, you see a difference in verse 34. You have the unmarried woman, and then it, he also names the virgin. Now, this has been a little bit confusing um, to Bible uh, translators, interpreters for some time. Sometimes what's confusing is not what's there, but what's not there in the original Greek. And so that, that led to them trying to work hard to figure out what the difference is between this, this unmarried woman and the virgin. And what you will see is some versions go with, versions of the Bible go with um, betrothed, meaning this, and it's probably the correct um, approach to this passage. Uh, it's, it means that you have an unmarried woman and then you have, in a different category, the unmarried woman who is betrothed. We would call it engaged. Um, But as we've discussed recently during Christmas, um, engaged for them or betrothed for them was was completely different than our understanding of it. It was already legally binding, so much so that when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, not knowing yet that what was the baby within her was was something that came from God and it was a miracle, um, he was going to divorce her quietly. So what this means is, is you would have people, quite possibly in the church in Corinth, who were engaged or betrothed, who had not yet come together as husband and wife, and Paul said to them, if you want to go ahead and get married, that is fine. That is, that is just fine. That is good. But if you decide to not get married and focus your lives fully and wholly on the kingdom of God and Focus your your attention 100% on Christ and how you will serve him, then life will be better for you. So, um, 
Again, that's what this entire passage is about. And then you wrap this up with the last couple of verses in the chapter, and he just has some advice for um, for widows. Um, and this advice would go very much so also for widowers, men who had who had lost their their wives um, who had died. And what he says is, if you remain unmarried, it will be very good for you. But if you want to remarry, that was that is more than fine as well. Except, and he makes this very clear, um, you need to marry in the Lord, meaning you only marry a fellow believer. So, and then he wraps up this this discussion um, that this question. It seems like there was another question that came to him, and the question was something along these lines: What about these? What about the virgins within the church? In other words, what about men and women who are betrothed? Um, they're engaged, if you will. Should they go ahead and get married? So that was probably a question he was answering. So with that, we will leave the realm of of marriage and um, and move into another question that was posed to Paul. And it seems like in chapter 8, verses 1 through 13, no seeming about it, there obviously was a question that was given to him um, about meat sacrificed to idols. It sounds a little strange to us, but this was a big deal in, in the early church. So he's going to jump into that subject, and he will deal with this um, for quite a while because it ties in uh, quite a bit with freedom found in Christ. So tonight, uh, today is, the, is is January 19th. We'll have class at 7 o'clock tonight. Prior to that, we'll have a meal at 6 o'clock. Uh, at 7 o'clock, there will be classes for all ages, and we would love to have you if you haven't been able to join us yet or in a little while. And um, again, we would love to see you tonight. We'll cover tonight chapter 8, verses 1 through 13, if you'd like to take a look at that in advance. Thank you very much for, for joining us this afternoon, and again, hope to see you tonight.